From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Logan, Utah, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. Jason and Cody. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. Welcome to episode 44 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my co-host, Cody. How's it going, Cody? Mighty fine, Jason. Mighty fine. Mighty fine. It's been a while <laughs> since, we, since, we've, since we've talked, Disney. Yeah, it's been about three weeks or so. Three weeks. Yeah, we were... We, we talked about that earlier, how this summer gets busy and I went and looked back at last summer and we were, we were probably doing it around the same regularity as far as being able to record. It's just so much going on with vacations and, uh, I, I have kids sports and I actually had one less kid this summer, but it was still one less kid, one less kid that was doing sports. I I still had the kid. She was still here, but, uh, it just seems like, especially with the, with the coronavirus thing, our baseball season started late and then they tried to cram the same amount of games into a time frame that was like three weeks less. So uh, there were some, some weeks we were playing four games a, uh, a, a week. So, uh, and then, you know, not getting home till 10 30, 10 45. It's too late to record cause Cody's already sleeping by then. So yeah, I gotta get up and be to work by yeah. five 30 in the morning. Yeah, and then you know vacations and going camping and uh, summer just seems to be really, really, really busy. So, yeah. and then yeah, I had this current thing that hit. You probably had a couple trips to Disneyland in your belt by now. Yeah, Possibly. probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that takes but, up more time. Which one thing we are going to do in the future? Hopefully, hopefully we're still recording by the time Disneyland opens. I would love to record an episode at Disneyland. Uh, yeah. Obviously not inside the park because I don't think they'll let me bring in all my equipment. But yeah, maybe at the hotel or we'll have to start uh, vlogging. We'll do a we'll do yeah. a video series. We can go to Disney. We, yeah, we could we could do that. Do a do a live show from from our from from the room at the Disneyland Hotel overlooking downtown Disney. We can do our meetup with our large fan base. There you go. James will be there. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Grandma. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, yeah. So we've been busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we three weeks have been kind of crazy. I got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Man, it's pretty if there, crazy. If there's anything you want to share besides I got engaged. So <laughs> it just, it, it is kind of crazy because I feel like it wasn't that long ago where I was on here kind of halfway joking about sending in your uh, dating application to our. Right. Uh, talking Disney Gmail. And now here I am. And, and somebody actually sent one in, right? No. <laughs> she doesn't listen. <laughs> we only got one and it, it was the right one. So yeah. Now. Her, her parents started listening. So at least there's that, but oh, that's good. So shout out to her parents if they, once they catch up, right? Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, congrats on that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. You got a, 
should be fun. I know you'll, you'll, and so you, so you add that into the mix. Now you're going to have a busy next couple months. Yeah. Getting ready for that. So. Uh, yeah. Cause we've, we've got the wedding scheduled for like three months down the road. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not going to get any, any slower, I guess. Uh, we'll just have to find time. Um, so she, she, she understands that you do a podcast, right? Mm. She does. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it goes, it goes work podcast than her, right? No, right. Her, yeah. her work podcast, her podcast well, work. It'd be if you when might- it's open Disneyland, then work <laughs> then podcast. You're, you're probably lucky she doesn't listen. <laughs> and if she starts listening, tell her to skip episode 44. It's horrible. Yeah. Luckily like that. We'll be married for a little while. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now we're we're just joking. Family comes first, uh, obviously, because uh, I've 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 had to put off recording for family stuff. So um, the loophole that we're family doesn't work out well with the wife. There you go. <laughs> uh, we'll just we'll just have to get her on here then. She'll have to be a special guest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is she is she a Disney fan? She likes the movies. Uh, okay. She's she doesn't really have any memories of going to Disneyland. She's been once, okay. but she was young enough to where she doesn't really remember. And then she's been to Disney World once when she was twelve or something like that. Okay. So again, not a ton of you know. She remembers it, but you know she was twelve, right. so a lot's changed since then, and she doesn't really remember going to Disneyland at all. So that'll be fun when when we are able to go, I'll be able to experience those things with her and it'll be more or right. less like the first time. So yeah. You, 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 are you going to put on a plaid vest and take around like you're a tour guide? No, I just <laughs> might. If you can find me one of those vests. on <laughs> She's going to take the walk in Walt's footsteps with Cody Jackson. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that'll be cool. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, granted it's different cause she's an adult and my kids, but I, I've always liked taking, like when my kids were younger and seeing like Disneyland with them, you know, we didn't, you know, when they're little, we didn't hang out or we didn't go to like the big rides. We, we, you know, fantasy land and we'd, we'd be back in Toontown and, yeah. uh, but just being able to go on the rides with them and with her, it'd be a little different. Cause you can go in all that. And she's, she's a thrill seeker, man. Like this, this chick jumps out of planes for fun. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. she ain't going to, deal with my nonsense right. about Splash mountain, not having a <laughs> lap restraint. She's like, no lap restraint. Uh, we should, we should be standing up on this ride. So she's like, you don't jump when you get to the top. <laughs> exactly. exactly. The parachutes? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, and, and you, you mentioned that, uh, she, she, she likes to parachute. Uh, there was something else you were telling me, uh, is it what white, white, white water rafting, which, I mean, yeah. I guess that's not, I mean, that's uh, a lot of people do that. I mean, that's not, to me, that's not crazy. I, I would do that, but God. right. Okay. She's but jumping just, out of a, jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On purpose. You know, purpose. That's, I, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, but that's, that's, that's cool. Everyone has their own, their own things they do for fun. So I'm just I'm just waiting for her to get you out there. I want to see pictures. I want to see pictures of Cody jumping out of a plane. I told her it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Nope. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Tell her uh, you uh, 
you don't even like Tower of Terror, so there are not Tower of Terror, but Guardians of the Galaxy. We were talking about Tower of Terror earlier, so I it was stuck in my head, but yeah, no, I don't even I, like that. Yeah, yeah. Let now I will, say, I will if, say, imagine if that was ten thousand feet tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've never. I think being what I am now, forty six with a family, I don't think I'd jump out of an airplane. But when I was twenty one or twenty two, if I had the opportunity, I probably, I probably would have. Uh, because you know, I didn't have any responsibilities or anything like that, but uh, I've heard it's it's actually very very peaceful. If you if 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 you go to YouTube, type in Will Smith and parachuting, and there's a story that he tells about you know going parachuting for the first time, you know jumping out of a plane, and how you know the night the the night before he's out he's out out with his boys, and they're all you know they're they're all drinking and having fun and talking about going out, and you know they're all excited and you know big bad man they're gonna go jump out of this airplane and then the next day he wakes up and is like what the hell am i doing you know why am i about to jump out of this airplane you know uh and him trying to you know trying to think about not going and then getting up in the airplane and you know i don't want to tell the whole story but just the just the the, the going up to the door and then the countdown and then the actually jumping and Ugh. he said it was like one of the most peaceful things he's ever done you know it's just that I guess getting over the, you, the, the little speech was about getting over fear and not letting fear control you. And, uh, so yeah, if, I mean, I get how that can be very powerful overcoming your fears, right. but man, yeah. jumping out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, for yeah, one, humans were never really meant to fly. We weren't created with wings. Now, we we defied those odds. We've created the airplane and we've more or less mastered f- travel by flight. Right. Is there a reason why we have to willingly jump out of it now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the plane's not on fire. We're not crashing. You know, why am I jumping out of this plane? It's going to land here in a few minutes and I can walk off safely. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so ch- check out Will Smith YouTube, Parachuting Fear. Uh, I, I don't know what else... Uh, keywords you can put in there but it should pop up it's really good i told her i do the indoor skydiving where you only get like 15 feet off the ground because you're being right. pushed up into the air by that giant fan didn't you just do that or you would do that i would do that oh, okay. i okay. would do indoor skydiving but right. you know ten thousand feet that's a different story exactly yeah yeah all right so let's get to uh let's get to talking some disney we uh we, uh, we've talked enough about what we've done the last couple of weeks. Uh, but before we get into our main topic, which we're, if you watched episode 43, we talked about the Imagineering story episode one. Uh, we were hoping to come back the next week and do episode two. Um, three weeks oh, later, here we are. But three weeks later, we're here to talk about episode two. And it's a, it's a really good, a really interesting episode, uh, different than episode one. But uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about Disney and what's happening lately, which if you're a Disneyland fan, absolutely nothing. It's still close. <laughs> uh, there, I guess there was a new shoe store that opened today, uh, downtown Disney. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I didn't even hear that. What was it called? The soul, soul something or something? Yeah. A new, a new shoe store, but yeah, nobody wants to go buy shoes. They want to go to Disneyland. Um, so downtown mm-hmm. Disney's open. I get notifications every once in a while that, They've closed parking for a minute. Uh, I don't know. I guess to let it, people go in, come out. I don't know. But uh, not a lot happening at Disneyland. Well, Disney World's open, uh, as far as I know. I just saw a update that they were. What's that? All four theme parks now. Okay. 
officially reopened. They were updating their policy on masks because I guess people were, uh, you know, if you were eating or drinking, you don't have to have your mask on. So they were walking around and eating and drinking. So they made it to where you have to be stationary when you're eating or drinking. So, yeah, you uh, can't walk around (laughs) drinking your water, eating churro. And I think I had mentioned that to somebody, maybe you or maybe my wife. I was like, I just walk around with a straw in my mouth the whole time. You know, I'm drinking, you know, but yeah, they, they, they squashed that really quick. Um, closed up the loophole. Um, Speaking of loops, they also were kind of redefined what qualifies as an approved face covering. Mm-hmm. Your mask yeah. has to have the loops that go around your ears. You can't just wear one of those face gaiters that right. you know kind of go up around your neck and everything that like I don't know you'd wear for like skiing or motorcycle people might wear them or whatever. Right. right. You know, neck gator doesn't qualify. Doesn't qualify. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't heard a lot of uh, anything really negative coming out, I guess. I, I I haven't really been on a lot of Disney Facebook pages the last couple of days. Um, been, been pretty busy, but you know, I, I haven't seen the, I've, I've seen official news coming from Disney, but nothing of people complaining about this or that. I'm, I'm sure there are. Uh, I just have been either ignoring them or. I think for the most part, the people that are complaining about the face mask policy and things like that are the people that aren't even there, the the people that don't want to deal with wearing it. So they're just continuing to complain about it. I think the people that are willing to go right now are doing what they have to do in order to go and they're accepting it for what it is. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can't go into it thinking it's, you know, Disney world, you know, of January. Mm-hmm. for December before things got crazy. It's it's going to be different for a while and then it could be slightly different forever. So Right. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. But yeah, that's really all the Disney news I have. Uh, I guess well, Hong Kong closed back down again. Oh, kind up. of Disney news since it's been, what, since... Have, is this the first time we recorded in July or no? Yeah, the last one was like June 28th or something. Right. The okay. So since we've last recorded Hamilton is available now on Disney plus. Plus, Have you watched it? Minus two F words. Minus two F words. (laughs) They're allowed to keep one in, but they had to take two out. I have not seen it and I'll probably watch it soon. It was, um, it's, it's one of those things where I know, I know, I know a lot of people have have seen it. I, I, I heard it's really good. It's one of those things, and I and I and I do this a lot with TV shows too. People talk about it so much that it makes me to. not want to see it. I was like, yeah, I'm just tired of hearing pe- people talk about it, so I don't want to see it. Yeah, uh, but I, since it's available, you know, I wasn't gonna pay two two hundred fifty dollars to go see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's there's a lot better things I could spend my two hundred fifty dollars on because, uh, which is surprising because you guys are theater people. I love going to the theater. Uh, I've never paid that much for a ticket. We normally pay about $75, $90. Okay. For, for, for I mean, I know those tickets are quite expensive, but okay. So, so I watched it. Um, I will say if you're going to watch it, regardless whether you typically use closed captioning or not, I would put on the subtitles 
just because there's sometimes accents or they're singing really fast, almost rapping where you are going to want those subtitles on just to really catch what they're saying. Right. Good thing with Disney Plus, you can rewind it maybe a little and then try to catch what they said. Yeah. Where you can't do that when you're in the theater. You're like, what did he say? (laughs) While watching it, I thought that in a couple of different moments, like, man, if I were watching this in the theater live, I would be completely oblivious to what this guy's singing right now. Just because he's, there's this one section where this one character, um, is speaking in a French accent because he's playing a Frenchman. He's playing the Lafayette and he's rapping in a French accent. He's speaking English in a French accent while rapping. And he does like, um, like, 29 words in like nine seconds or something. And it's like, man, like in person, you would have no idea what this guy's just spitting. But, um, I've watched it a couple times now. I listened to the soundtrack, um, for like a week straight when I was at work or in the car. Um, I was watching it going down to my mom's the other weekend and got pulled over, busting out to one of the songs. You got pulled over? Is that a story for another day? For kid, another you day. didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a speeding ticket while jamming out to Hamilton. Nice, nice. Caution, it will cause excessive speeding. Um, <laughs> but I will say, because um, I work with a guy, he's been doing construction. He's a career construction worker. Um, and this is just kind of a retirement job, um, that he's working for me now. And he's not a theater guy. He's kind of a, a, you know, rough and tough kind of guy. And he watched it with his wife and his, his younger son. And he really enjoyed it. So even if you're not a theater person, if you don't typically watch that kind of entertainment, I would say, give it a try. It's actually extremely entertaining. The music is very well, written and they're catchy and the more you listen to the music like if you listen to the soundtrack after you watch it through the first time because there were some songs that i'm like okay you know like it moved the story along but i wasn't overly thrilled with the music but the more i listen to it like the more and more every song just grows on me and Mm -hmm. makes me just want to watch it all over again right yeah, I'll check it out. Like, 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 like I said, we are, we do enjoy going to the theater. It started, uh, well, kind of off the topic, I guess. We'll get to the imaginary story here soon. Uh, back when we, I, I was stationed over in England, um, Marsha wanted to go to a play. And right before, right, right before we were coming back to the States, I took her to see Phantom of the Opera in London. Uh, yeah, I took her for her birthday. And I was like, okay, I'll go suffer through a couple hours of this thing. Cause she, she, she really wanted to see it. And, um, yeah, after it was over, I was, I was almost sitting there like with my jaw on the floor, you know, I was like, Holy crap. You know, that was amazing. You know, is, is it already over? You know, I wanted more. Uh, so, um, yeah, just, just what they can do on those little stages with, you know, with their, you know, the costumes and the costume changes and the set changes and how, how it's all yeah. incorporated. It was just, it was just amazing. And, uh, then we went to Albuquerque and we, you know, we really didn't see any plays there, but then we got to go back to London and we got to see some more. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, I mean, we saw, we, we saw Phantom of the Opera over there. We saw Les Mis over there. We saw Wicked, we saw the Lion King. Uh, 
and then we get here and you know Denver's only you know hour and a half away or whatever and they got a they got a place down there we saw we saw the uh it's called Love Never Dies it was the sequel to Phantom mm -hmm. um that came out a couple years ago or whatever but actually it's been longer than that I think when we were leaving England uh so we saw that we saw Les Mis again you know we've seen a couple things so um I'd love to see Les Mis yeah, that's that's probably that's probably my favorite. I mean, Phantom's up there too, but just now I will say the the London cast when I watched it there, I liked it a whole lot better than when, when we saw it in, in Denver. It was still good in Denver, but just some of the and if if you've seen it or if you've I don't know if you've ever seen the movie with Anne Anne Hathaway and yeah, I've seen uh, the movie. Yeah, well, there, there's the part where they're fighting in the street and, and they've uh -huh. got all the bar like the barricades and yeah. Uh, when they do it in the, in the theater, it's you're from, so you're looking at it from you're behind the barricade. And so they're kind of facing away from you fighting uh, with oh, the people on the other side that, that you can't see. And when they would get, when they would get shot, it was like in slow motion, they would like fall off these, these chairs and wood and whatever, like in slow motion. It was, it was amazing the way they did it. And, uh, I was hoping that for that when I saw it in, in Denver, but it wasn't quite the same. Uh, it, it was enjoyable. I liked it, but it was, uh, it was different than, uh, than England. So, and then we, we, uh, we, we, we introduced Kaylee to it. We took her to see Phantom of the Opera. Um, and she, and she, and she loved it. I mean, we, at, at intermission, the first inter intermission, she got up and was like getting her stuff together. I was like, what are you doing? Well, it, isn't it over? I was like, no, we're, we're only like halfway through this. Sit back down. <laughs> Uh, there's, 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 there's some more goodness getting ready to happen. So, uh, we, we, we want to take Maddie. Uh, we were just waiting for like a, something for the, for little kids. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, COVID happened and we haven't been able to go cause they, they're not, they're not doing it now. And I don't think they're going to be doing it the rest of 2020. I think they just canceled their 2020 season. So, yeah. um, and then, uh, like your grandma, my, you know, my mother-in-law, Marsha's mom and, and. Uh, her mom, they, they, they go to the theater. Well, Jim too, they go to the theater a lot. So yeah, they go to the uh, center in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Aren't these like season pass holders or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked at doing that down here, but man, it was so expensive down here. I was like, I don't know about that. So I do have a lady at work that I, that, uh, she works in my, my building. She's a season pass holder and somehow we got talked about it and she found out I like going to the theater. So, um, what she's done the last, I think two, two times we, we we've gone. I've let her know that, Hey, I want to go see this, this, I know it's, you know, they're starting to sell tickets July 1st or whatever. And she has access to them like a month and a half early. So she just orders my tickets for me. I pay her the money and then I can get the seats that I want before, you know, they actually come, they, they get sent to her house and she, she brings them to work for me. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I liked Hamilton enough well i really liked it to the point where i would now spend if it came to salt lake or even vegas i'd drive to vegas and pay the 250 dollars yeah. to see it in person yeah i still can't if i don't know if you can hear that in the background dogs are barking there's fireworks going off outside bottle rockets or something this yeah someone in the neighborhood is lighting off fireworks so you're gonna hear dog barkings for a second you're, they're a little late for the fourth of july and they're about two days early for pioneer day <laughs> which is a utah holiday and you're not in uh, utah yeah we're not in utah so uh yeah they've been last couple weeks ever since fourth of july i'll be playing baseball coaching 
not playing, but coaching and I'll see off in the background fireworks in the sky. So, but here it's, we have like huge fireworks stores here and you just go buy them and light them off, you know? So, so the big ones are legal there. Yeah. They, they sell them in the stores. Within the city limits, you're not supposed to, uh, okay. but, but people have such easy access to them. I mean, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So Hamilton came out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just haven't got got to watch it. Because so. I was skeptical because I was kind of on the side of not wanting to watch it right. because of Lin-Manuel Miranda, the main actor, the guy that plays Hamilton in the play, because he was the same actor that um, was the Bert-like character in Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Oh man, I just didn't like him at all in that movie. And I didn't care really for the music in Mary Poppins Returns. And I know Lin-Manuel Miranda pretty much wrote all the music for Hamilton. And so it made me really skeptical because I didn't care for his performance. I didn't care for his singing or anything in Mary Poppins Returns. Right. But Hamilton, incredible. So yeah. highly recommend. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably check that out soon. Along with a couple other things that's coming out uh, on Disney Plus. But Let's get back to the Imagineering story. So that uh, was a good segue for the Imagineering yeah. story. There, Disney you go. Plus. there you go. Uh, <laughs> Disney Plus, check it out. Check out Imagineering story. Yeah, it came out when uh, Disney Plus was launched last November. Um, and I think Oof. I kind of explained it. Uh, it seems like Disney Plus has been out longer than that to me. I don't and uh, just in, in a weird sort of way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like we've had it forever, but. Uh, so this is the imaginary story. It's basically the story of uh, Walt Disney, Disneyland, the Disney company told by Leslie Iwerks. Uh, she's, the, I guess, the director, producer, whatever. Um, she actually put it together a while ago. It was, from what I was told, it was supposed to be like a 90-minute like, film about yeah, a special. story about, yeah, about Imagineering. Uh, tur- turned it into a six-episode mini-documentary. Um, yeah. and hopefully they turn it into a second season, uh, cause I'm sure there's all kinds of directions they can go. Um, but we watched episode one a couple weeks ago, uh, basically about the startup with Walt and then it ended with Walt's death and, you know, where was the company going to go next? Uh, and episode two is actually titled, what would Walt do? Uh, cause I, I want to say, was it in the second one or the first one where there was a story about, you know, Walt passed away you know, people in the company kind of just sitting around trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I think that was right there at the end of the first yeah. one. Cause it didn't okay. quite end with his death. He died. And then there was maybe like another 15 minutes of them right. just kind of talking about just right. kind of how everyone felt lost because Walt had his hands and everything. He was the yeah. final say so on right. all now, the products. And, and, and now they're kind of going to have to prove what they're worth because he's not there anymore. So, right. yeah. So he left when, when he, when he did pass away, there was a lot of unfinished, I guess, projects or ideas that were still out there. And that's kind of where episode two picks up. Uh, at the time, Roy Disney, his brother was, was talking about retirement. Uh, but once Walt passed away, he kind of felt that he needed to stay on and get this, get this project out in oh did you hear that there's some light uh, thunder in the background hopefully it don't start hailing uh, yeah you guys don't need any more <laughs> no we don't um 
but this project in Florida that they started working on, uh, you know, he stayed on board to finish Walt's, Walt's idea. Um, and originally started I, Walt's idea of, of Epcot, which Epcot really didn't turn out the way that Walt envisioned it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they, they had to, uh, they altered that a little bit, um, with, with what they did, but basically Roy stuck around to get Walt Disney world built. Uh, and it, it, it uh, pointed out in this episode where we're in the past with Walt, he was more of the, the money guy. Walt right. was the idea guy. Walt and you know, whatever what Walt needed to do, he would go to his brother and ask for money to do this. And then they would, they would fight, they would disagree. And eventually Walt would get his way. Uh, in Walt Disney world, he was, he took on the role of more of the idea guy. You know, he was the one, um, getting things done. Um, and you know, shortly after Walt Disney, what th two to three months after Walt Disney world opened, Roy, Roy passed away. So, right. Right. Uh, and, and, and then it kind of goes in the story of now Walt's gone. Roy's gone. You know, the, the, the two, the two guys that started this whole thing are gone. Uh, so what's the future going to be like, you know? Um, yeah. And that's when a couple other, uh, what they mentioned, what's his name? Card Walker and Don Tatum, I think his name is, they were kind of at the helm. Uh, one was a Walt protege. One was a Roy protege. Uh, and it mentioned about how they're, they, they didn't exude. And we, we were talking about this earlier. They didn't really exude the confidence that they felt that a leader in the Disney company sh should have, uh, and for, for, for a time, you know, they weren't sure what was going to happen with the company. Um, mm -hmm. so we get Disney world built. Um, and then it's kind of a, it was a little while. Oh, the, Oh, I did. I did. I did want to mention before we go on to later, they talked about the unfinished projects. Uh, and one of those unfinished projects was the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Uh, it had been sitting there since what, 1963, 64, 62, I forgot what, what, what year they had, um, started to build it and, you know, they, they had all this construction going on, but the world's fair kind of derailed that, uh, world's fair was what 64, 65. Right. So, uh, a lot of the yeah. resources, and they talked about that a little bit in the first episode. Right. Right. A lot of the resources as far as money and personnel were put on the, the world's fair. So, uh, this huge building, that uh, was going to be the Haunted Mansion kind of just sat there for a while. And I, you know, a lot of people were talking. Uh, oh, I'm going to pause here for a second because uh, it says I have a poor connection on the uh, our little uh, FaceTime here. Let's see if it gets you back, Cody. All right. Yeah, I can still hear you. So we're getting some weather outside. And actually, I'm going to let's pause here real quick. I'm going to go make sure it's not hailing because we'll, we'll have to pull in Marsh's car. Okay. All right. So I'm we'll just we'll just pause here for a second. Okay. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, we had to pause for a second. We got uh started to get a little weather. I was making sure there was no hail so we can pull one of the cars into the garage. And now it's just raining really hard. So uh we will get back to the imagineering story. Uh that would have been a perfect place like a commercial if we'd had like a little jingle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hopefully we don't lose power. Um, cause if we lose power, then down goes the internet and then podcast will have to pause. So, uh, in the imaginary story, uh, I kind of forgot where we were. 
Uh, I know we had talked about a little bit about the Haunted Mansion and finishing it up. Um, we talked about the opening of Walt Disney World and then some new, some new leadership after Roy died. Um, and then I think it started talking about the opening of um, Epcot, right? I believe so. Yeah, because they, they opened up Epcot and then they were also getting ready to open Tokyo Disneyland at the kind of the same time. The projects were going on. I think they uh, said that they opened Epcot opened and then Tokyo Disneyland opened within six months of each six other. Six months, yeah. The one story I like that I wanted to share is I want to say it was I forgot who who, who was talking, but they were telling telling a story about how uh, Japan kept calling. Um, I think it was to Card Walker at the time wanting, yeah. you know, wanting Disney to, to come over to Japan and they kept kind of blowing him off, blowing him off. And finally uh, he was like, what do I do? You know, he's like, well, tell him that uh, Japan has to pay for the whole thing. And then he, he, he routed off a bunch of little, a lot of uh, con- conditions like we'll come over there if you do this, 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 this. And uh, Japan said, okay, when do we start? Uh, you know, they kind of <laughs> agreed to every outrageous condition that they, that they said. And so they said, I guess we're, uh, I guess we're building in Tokyo. So, um, so yeah, that was going on along with the, the Epcot being open, which was like I mentioned earlier, kind of totally different than the Epcot that Walt had envisioned basically being a, a city contained within itself, kind of like the utopia type, the new way of living. And yeah, uh, yeah. They went in a little different direction, but, uh, that is okay. Um, so we're up to that point. Any 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 thoughts you had? Any any stories you wanted to share from from it that you remembered? Um. So I mean, this episode I liked a lot because it dealt a little more with Disney World, and um, I still kind of under this fascination with Disney World. I think it's great. Um, I, Epcot was probably my second favorite park when I went and visited a couple of years ago. Uh, just the world showcase and everything, walking around all the different countries and seeing the architecture from all those different countries and uh, the food and the the music from those different places around the world. There's right. also, I mean, you go into gift shops throughout the Walt Disney World Resort and for the most part, you see the same things in almost every gift shop. You see that when you go to Disneyland in California. Um, the standard merchandise that's just in every gift shop, no matter where you go. Um, and then some of them vary. It's like you find these specifically at this, or this one might carry something different than that one. But what's nice about the World Showcase in Epcot is the merchandise is exclusive to those countries. And so you'll find things in the World Showcase in the shops in those various country pavilions that you can only get from those country pavilions. Like there's pure Canadian maple syrup and um, different things that you can only find in Japan and China that you can get in those pavilions. Um, One of the things that I saw in the Japan pavilion when I went a couple years ago was different flavors of Kit Kats, um, which was really interesting because when I was in Japan a couple years ago also, I did go to Disneyland Tokyo. Um, so I'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but at the airport, at the international airport or one of them in Tokyo, 
they were sampling, giving out free samples for different flavors of Kit Kats at one of the stores in the airport for people to try. And I bought like a couple big old like Costco size boxes of Kit Kats that you can't buy here in America. And so I thought that was really cool for whatever reason. Kit Kats are really popular over in Japan, especially just a different variety of flavors. Um, and so Epcot's really, really cool in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned in this episode about Tokyo Disneyland was that it was pretty well understood that at that time, the Japanese people wanted authentic Disneyland, California, USA. Right. They basically wanted Disneyland from Anaheim picked up, taken over there. They wanted a replica. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that was something I was unaware of when I went to Disneyland Tokyo myself. Right. Um, and they mentioned this in the episode as well. One of the things that are, there are two really big differences. I'll throw three in there. Three really big differences between Disneyland California and Disneyland Tokyo. One is going to be the size of the two parks. If you're just going to compare Disneyland Park to Disneyland Tokyo, because Disneyland Tokyo Resort has a second park. It's called Disney, uh, Disney, Disney Tokyo Sea or Tokyo Disney Sea, something like that. And we in California have California Adventure. Um, but if you're comparing just the Disneyland to the Disneyland, size is probably the most obvious. Um, they've ever since Disneyland California, they learned their lesson, <laughs> make it bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. So even though they were doing pretty much a copy, they made it bigger. They spaced things out more. You there's just more room to walk around, more room for future expansion. Uh, the whole nine yards. Another thing that was different is there's just more apparently weather in Japan and Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And so what was really interesting and what I also didn't realize until I got there was that their main street is in, is covered, is completely covered. It's inside this glass ceiling. It makes it feel like it's indoors, but you can still see the outside world because it's just a glass ceiling. Right. Everything feels so much smaller because there is a, a ceiling. Um, and it's a very interesting feeling um, being in, I think they call it the World Bazaar over there at Tokyo Disney, their main street. They call it the World Bazaar because it's in, it's covered. Right. And then the third biggest change is they used Florida's castle rather than Disneyland's castle. They they put they put the bigger castle in their park in Tokyo. Um and I thought it was super cool to go to an international park. Um and we were only there for 5 to 6 hours because I just I snuck it in during a layover on my way over to the Philippines. So, you know, I was cuz it's only like 20 minutes away from the international airport. It's not very far from downtown yeah. Tokyo. And so I was so close to it. I wasn't not going to go. And like I said, I only had like five or six hours before I had to be back at the airport to board my next plane. But man, I made it work. Um, so I wasn't able to experience their other park, which is a little more authentic. And a lot of people 
that have been to multiple theme park Disney parks around the world say that they like that Tokyo Disney Sea better than any other theme park mm. um, that they've been to. But and so I kind of wish I had been able to experience that. But knowing I only had a limited amount of time and for some reason didn't really do a ton of research going into it. Um, just went into the Disneyland cause I wanted to see the castle. I wanted to go to Tokyo Disneyland, but a lot of the things were really similar. Like right. it was super cool. It had its differences, but a lot of the rides we went on, I was like, wow, that's oddly similar to Disneyland in California. Right. Um, and so it was just, wasn't something I was expecting when I went. So I was slightly let down, but you know, in a way it's different. Cause like the country bear jamboree was like Japanese hillbillies cause they were <laughs> speaking Japanese, but they had the hillbilly country accent. Um, so it's, it was all very interesting. I would totally go again, uh, and spend probably a solid two days there, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah. Hopefully I get the chance here in the future. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned my, sister's married to a guy in the air force and they got orders to go to Japan. So it'd be great to be able to, while they're there, take a trip over there. Uh, cause I'll have a place to stay and, uh, get to, you know, obviously go to see them, but you know, while I'm there, I might as well, you know, take a stroll over to Disneyland and see what's going on. So, uh, another thing that I wasn't expecting when I went over to Tokyo Disneyland is that there's, there were very few cast members, that could either speak or understand English very well. There, there wasn't a lot of cast members. There were not a lot of cast members that could understand me or talk to me in English. That's different than when I went to Disneyland Paris, we were expecting not to have very many be able to understand English, but a majority of them did know English. So, uh, yeah. And so that was, um, so that was my first time ever leaving the United States. So I left LAX, California, had like a 12-hour flight to Japan, immediately get off the plane and go over to Disneyland. (laughs) And now I'm in a place that people are not speaking the same language. I don't know how to communicate with anyone, but I feel like I'm in such a familiar place because there's so many things that are callbacks or parallels to Disneyland in California. And like even just trying to get a bottle of water, like, I felt like I was almost like a child again because I'm literally having to point, point you know, yeah. I want I want a bottle of water. Right. Um, you're doing the motion with the water like you're drinking. And yeah. You're- Trying to order food or like a snack or something was very difficult. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and they're trying the best they can, but you could tell that like everywhere we went, like people really just didn't know what we were saying. Right. Um, and there was, there was no way to, to help that language barrier. Yeah. Interesting though also is I thought the whole Japanese, like the traditional Japanese clothing, like the robes and like the wooden shoes, the wooden sandals didn't realize that those were still utilized today. Uh, the robes more or less, I, I didn't really know, but like the wooden shoes, people were walking around Tokyo Disneyland with wooden shoes. Can you imagine going to a Disney park and walking around on wood all day? No, no. 
So you'd be walking around and you just hear like clink, 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 because everyone's walking around on wooden planks. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. So what I thought, and I, 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 I know we went on to Tokyo Disneyland, but uh, some of the things that I, I wanted to bring back up with the the Walt Disney World footage, um, it was showing a lot of obviously a lot of archival footage that I've never seen before. Um, yeah. And especially the. You know, they, uh, they talked about the land that, that Disney was able to buy. And, uh, you know, it, it's been known that he got a pretty good deal on it. And I think the Imagineering story kind of tells you why he got such a great deal on it. But the, the land w- looked horrible. Uh, but there was sinkholes. Uh, you know, there was no roads out there. That, it was marshy. It was like marshy. a swamp. Yeah, they had to get rid of all this water. And, you know, that's quite a kind of... It, it, it goes in to talk about, uh, well, before I go into that, it, they talked about, I guess Roy made a deal with the state of Florida that, uh, you know, to get, I don't know if it was not to like bypass red tape and reg- regulations, but to help speed it along. Basically Disney controlled that, that area. They, they became their own city, their own government basically. So their they wouldn't have to municipality. Yeah. Yeah. So they could, so they could, uh, they could do the road grading. They could pave the roads. They can fill the holes. They could address any concerns and keep it within them and not have to go through the lengthy process of maybe going through whatever city they were in or the state. Um, the county. And then they, yeah. They talked about all the water and which I've never seen a lot of footage. I've seen a few pictures of the underground at Disney world, the, the, the tunnel system, which I think they called it you, you, utilidors or something. Utilidor. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they can get anywhere in the park or whatever in this underground system. And that, that's something that they, they mentioned Walt always hated with Disneyland, that in order for somebody who's maybe working in, uh, we'll say, Frontierland to get to that area, they might have had to walk through Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, you know, in costume to get there. You don't have that issue with Walt Disney World. You know I mean, you're, you go in these mm-hmm. tunnels and you go upstairs, you know, there's stairs to Fantasyland and you go up and you're, you're, you're in the land already. So it was kind of cool right. to see, cause I, I've seen snapshots of maybe a wall or something, but this was, you know, footage of the actual tunnel, people walking around, cars driving around the, the trash yeah. disposal system, how it, you know, goes into these things and it's it shot off to off, off property. So you don't have, you know, you don't have the mess or the smell of, of trash. You don't have people walking around emptying trash cans. It just, it just dumps, you know, it's kind of cool. So, yeah. um, so that was kind of, I don't know if it's cause it was Leslie Iwerks where she was able to, to get that footage and put it out there. Uh, cause you, even, uh, article I was reading a couple of weeks ago said, go to YouTube and, and search for these and you won't see a lot of footage. Uh, and it says that Disney, Disney kind of discourages people to, to actually film down there or, you know, I don't yeah, know I think cast members, I think it's pretty strict about what, you know, when it comes to off stage backstage, what they are allowed to film or picture and what they can't. Right. And I think if they ever find out that you do film or take a picture of something and they're able to trace it back to who did it. Yeah. I think you can get in big, big trouble. I did hear it was like on opening day of, Magic Kingdom, or it might have even been the cast preview day, that there was a line for like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in the Magic Kingdom, and people were just right up on top of each other, like you would normally, like you know, like when a queue kind of starts to extend out of its normal queue area, and so people were just kind of all standing on top of each other. Someone took a picture of that 
Oh yeah. People yeah. had their face masks on, but they were all up there on top of each other, right? And and it might have been during the cast member. I want to say it was during the cast cast member preview. Yeah. There, I remember someone saying, yeah, these are cast members. They should know better. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. And I, I saw and who knows how true it was, but I did see an article a couple of days later saying that Disney fired that employee. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, and then when I forgot, I did forget to mention when, when Walt did, when, when the park finally opened, uh, I mean, they, I think they said they were expecting like 500,000 guests for that first week. And on opening day, they only got like 10,000. Yeah. So it was probably pretty stressful for Roy, uh, you know, only 10,000 <laughs> people. But they said a lot of the reason people were saying is they thought it was going to be so busy that they didn't show up. Which does that not all sound familiar <laughs> about huh. what happened with Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge kind, kind of sounds the same. People thought it was going to be so packed that they're like, we're going to stay away. We're going to let the crowds go in first, let it die down a little bit. You know, had right. they gone those first, that, that first chance they got, they probably would have, uh, they would have been good. So, right. uh, yeah, very, very, very similar. So, um, yeah, so this, so we, so we got through Epcot, we got into, um, we got into Tokyo and, um, what I think that was kind of, they, they, after that, you know, after those two projects were finished, they, they talked about, it, it was kind of a dark time. I mean, it, uh, you know, people were getting fired. Um, tons of they, layoffs. Yeah. Tons of layoffs. They were, they were mentioning for, for a couple of years, it seems like the layoffs always came at Christmas time. I think, uh, what's his thing was talking about that Bob, Bob, uh, Gurr was talking about, you know, they, they would sit around wondering yeah. who's going to be here. You know, who's, who, who's getting fired this Christmas season. Um, uh, I wanted, like, just never could understand why they always did it two or three weeks before Christmas. Before Christmas yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of people getting, cause there, there wasn't, yeah, there, 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 there wasn't the projects for them to do. Like, I think they mentioned, um, I forgot which department it was, but had like during the peak of Epcot being built Tokyo, they had like 4,000 employees in that one department. And then after the layoffs, they had three to 400 people left, you know, that's just, that's crazy. Um, and someone was mentioning that at one point, one of the execs said that like, pick the 20 best people in Imagineering right. and we'll move them over to the studio lot and right. we'll run Imagineering with those 20 people at the studios. Right. And that person was just like, you can't, you can't do what this company does with 20 people. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. So, because I thought it was interesting. Somebody said that one of the complaints from the execs back in the day was Imagineering, the company of Imagineering wed burns money not literally but it, it spends yeah. money it doesn't make money they don't make money they just spend the money yeah yeah exactly so so yeah that's how it kind of ended um and then setting up w what's gonna come up in episode three because they talked about I wish oh I could before you get into episode three go ahead they did talk a little bit about when uh when ron miller was ceo for a short time and you know, the introduction of like the Disney channel. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He came in and kind of did, he, he, he did a lot of stuff with the, do you want to say entertainment side, the, the, the TV, the movie side. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember all of episode three, but I don't know if they, they talk about him a lot. I'll, I'll have to wait and see. Cause I, I haven't rewatched it yet. Uh, 
there, there, I did make a note in, in around 1983 timeframe when, when this was ending, uh, most of their revenue was coming from the parks and very little was coming from the, the movie or the movie side. So, yeah. Um, and I think with episode three, they're going to, they're going to show how maybe the, the movie side caught up, uh, with, uh, with the park side. Cause they, they um, and then Imagineering growing in because it says it's called the Midas Touch. That's the that's the uh, title of episode three. Michael Eisner and Frank Wells revive Imagineering and preside over an age of remarkable growth. So, um, yeah. So it was dark there for for a little. Oh. And I remember I remember reading one 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 review about episode two, and it was like episode one was happy and you know we're launching this new thing, and episode two was like kind of woes me you know dark uh mm-hmm. not doing well uh, everyone's dying yeah yeah so, <laughs> uh exactly yeah yeah here here's a yeah a little note it says um wed shrank considerably after epcot in tokyo the imagineering no longer had any project or any plans and it shrank from like three thousand employees to about 400 and much of the company's focus was turning away from the parks and toward getting that the the film and the tv business back up which included launching the disney channel so um and then uh, i want to say somewhere toward the end it says the the expansion the the international expansion because it, it did go fairly well in tokyo um um that they thought maybe international expansion would now be very easy and right. they're gonna find out find out later that maybe it it's not going to be as easy as <laughs> Tokyo with the launch of what was then, or the building of what was then known as Euro Disneyland, now Disneyland Paris. Uh, side side note on that: I don't know why it bugs me when people still call it Euro Disneyland. <laughs> it's like it's not Euro Disneyland; it's Disneyland Paris. Uh, does does that bother you as much when people call Disneyland Disney World? Cause they just think it's all the same. Yeah. What bothers me with that is when they say like, it'll, it'll be a post on Facebook. It'll say, Hey, I'm going to Disney, you know, uh, what ride should I write? Well, are you going to Disneyland or are you going to Disney world? Oh, well I'm going to Disney world. I thought you knew that. No, no. Then say Disney world. But they're in the group Disneyland addiction. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're at a Disneyland Facebook or somebody will, Hey, I'm going to Disney. What rides? Oh, well, you should go on this ride. Well, that ride's not at Disney world. Well then, why are you asking that question in a Disneyland Facebook page? Go to a Disney World or Disney and hit right. join. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know if that. I don't know which one bugs me more, but uh, oh, just yeah. those groups in general just <laughs> irritate me. It's Disneyland Paris, not Euro Disneyland. Now, if you're referring to hey, when it, you know, back when it opened, you know, I went to Euro Disneyland. That's fine because at the time you went, it was Euro Disneyland. But now, does it only bother you because you've been there? If you had yeah, never maybe, been there, maybe. it would bother yeah. you. Because there's a lot of people that call Hollywood Studios, the park Hollywood Studios at Disney World, they still call it MGM Studios, which is what it was when it initially opened. It was okay. called MGM Studios. Right. There's a lot yeah. of people that just naturally it just rolls off their tongue to call it MGM, but it's yeah. been changed to Yeah, Hollywood. see, and that one, that one doesn't bother me as much, maybe, because I've never been there. Maybe it is because I've because I, I've been there. So now if they called because in Paris, it's Walt Disney studios. If they called that Hollywood studios, would that bother you? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably. You just haven't heard that one yet. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I want to go to Disneyland Paris just so I can see that dragon under the castle. That is cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was episode two of the Imagineering Story. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about episode three. Um, hopefully, we won't be three weeks. Uh, but we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see. Any any, any last uh, or any uh, other points you wanted to bring about ep- episode two that we might not have covered? That's all that I can think of at the moment. I I think my favorite part, not not necessarily with episode two, but just with them all, is just the the archival footage that you get to see. That mm-hmm. which I've seen uh, some of it, but there's you know, like I, I think I mentioned in either last episode or when we first started talking about it when it first came out, some things like, I have never seen that 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 footage, or I've never seen that photo, or um, and it's, it it's it's very surprising how much actual archival video there is that we see on this that has not been shown in other documentaries before. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if you have uh, watched it or if you haven't watched it, check it out. And if you have, let us know what you think uh, of the, either the series, a certain episode, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, if they ever do come out with this season two, what, you know, maybe what you think they should talk about. Um, I'm sure Leslie has all kinds of, uh, I want to say in an interview I saw with her, she said she, all the footage they had, you know, with what they had to cut, edit it to make it a episode, you know, 69 to 65 minutes or whatever it may be. She said she had all kinds of, she had tons of stuff and, you know, obviously being, being who she is and the, 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 the ties that she has with the Disney company, I'm sure she has access to, to quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, it'll be, Oh, here's, here's a little more, uh, a little more explanation of episode three, um, little, little longer, Michael Eisner and Frank Wells revive Imagineering and encourage widespread growth. They make Disney cool and relevant with teenagers. Every design project, the Imagineers touch turns to gold. Imagineers touch turns to gold. The crown jewel Euro Disney now known as Disneyland Paris goes over budget and encounters resistance, poor press coverage and cultural missteps cause very low attendance. Humbled management shies away from future theme park, future theme parks. So, um, yeah, they, you know, thought Tokyo Disneyland was easy going to Paris. Wasn't so easy. I don't remember what the cultural missteps were, so I'll have to, I'll be, I don't remember specifically either. Yeah. I'll be, uh, is this the episode where they talk about California Adventure, or is that f- episode four? Um, I want to say it's four. Okay. Because uh, that one's titled Hit or Miss. Okay, yep, then that would be episode four. Yeah. Yeah, so that one's coming. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy this show. Um, I'm glad I'm glad they put it out there. So, all right, looks like we made it through without the power going out. That is good. We had a pretty good storm roll through. So, we will be all able right. to finish it up. Um, I think that's all I got, Cody. Um, unless you have anything, anything else? You, oh, I, I, I was gonna. I mentioned I was gonna tell you this before we started recording. I was gonna tell you the story of how my car avoided hail yesterday. So. Oh, yes, yes. We had this huge hailstorm come through. Um, 
I knew there was a storm coming. I didn't, I didn't think it would actually hit us. Uh, I happened to be at Walmart and with your would, mandatory face mask. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had on my face mask, um, until I walked out. Um, so, um, so I picked up the things I needed and I'm walking out and the clouds were, ju- I meant to take a picture of it. They were just like black, uh, huh. little streaks of gray. And I was like, Oh crap, this storm is coming. I need to get home. And then suddenly I can hear behind me as I'm walking out, uh, the storm was coming from North moving South, uh, the front of Walmart faces South. So I'm walking to my truck and I hear these loud, like sound like explosions, almost like if you were to throw a baseball or like a hardball against the wall and you're on the other side of the wall, what you would hear. Okay. So I was like, what is that? And I'm looking back and I can see, uh, hail, huge hail hitting the top of Walmart. And then it starts to hit the street where I'm at. So I'm like, crap. So I grab my bags. I run to the car. And so I know it's coming from North to South and I live North of Walmart. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not driving home. You know, uh, I'm in my truck. That's only like four months old. I'm going to go find a gas station and pull in, you know, underneath the, the, uh, the awning. So, so, so I race out of Walmart. I go down the street to the gas station that I'm, that I'm going to go to. Every stall is taken by people uh, who had the same idea as me. And as I'm driving, yeah. these huge ball of hail are hitting the truck. They're hitting the windshield. I'm thinking any minute, my glasses get to shatter. Uh, and so I'm like, crap, where's the next gas station? So it's, it's about a half a mile away. So I, I'm, I'm racing over there. I get behind this, this woman who's driving and she's like doing 15 on this street. It's, it's 30 miles per hour. She's driving, like looking out her window at, you know, out her front window, looking up at the sky at this hail coming down. Like lady, go faster. Your car's going to get it whether you're going 15 or 30. So, so I go around her, get to this gas station. There's like three stalls left. I pull in, I sit there. So, so I, so I call the wife and, uh, uh, she, she's like, yeah, it's, we're getting hit hard. My daughter's car, her windshield shattered. Uh, they were able to get my wife's Tahoe in the garage before the window, but we just had this window replaced like three weeks ago because it got hit with a rock on our last vacation and had like a, like a six inch, uh, uh, crack shatter. Yeah. Crack in it. Uh, she, she, she's got a little hail damage on her hood, but we got it into the garage. Uh, they had to move a bunch of stuff cause we were from our last camera trip. We just put everything in the, in the garage. Didn't really put it away cause we know we're going back out in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the yeah, ice chest is in there, all kinds of stuff is in there. So they had to move that out of the way, got her car in there. My son lost his, uh, windshield on his truck. It was already cracked a little from before, but now it's really, really cracked. Uh, so they're both getting their windshield replaced in the next week or two. Uh, took out a, a vent on our travel trailer. So we had to go, we just kind of, we put a trash bag up around it for last night to keep the water out. And then tonight I, I, I put some waterproof tape on the inside until I can get a new one and fix it. But I looked at my truck this morning. I couldn't see any, any like hail marks. Uh, and you can normally tell, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't see any. Now it is white. It was kind of dirty from the storm. So, uh, uh, I'll, ch- I'll, I'll go get it washed in a, in a day or two and then I'll, I'll take a look, but no broken windows. Uh, I was worried another storm was coming in. So I, got this large piece of carpet that I use if I have to get under the trailer. So I don't lay on the ground. I threw that up on the windshield just to, just to protect the windshield if at all possible, but a uh, storm never came. So, uh, I got very lucky, uh, and, uh, don't see any damage. So we'll see, but yeah, here's horrible for, for 
cars. I met dent companies, hail dent companies come during the summertime and they just park in parking lots and run their business for the whole summer. Cause, uh, we get, we, we get quite a bit of hail here. Uh, is, I got a good, go ahead. Is hail common in the summer there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it was about a little bigger than like ping pong ball size yesterday. So, okay. That's significant yeah. hail. But it wasn't hard. I, I noticed like when it was hitting the ground, uh, if it's harder, it'll bounce. Right. And then kind of break apart. This one, as soon as it was hitting the ground, it was shattering. So it was might have been kind of soft. Maybe that's why I didn't get any, why I didn't get a broken window. Uh, but my, I'm at my daughter's car. She took about seven shots. There's, there's seven areas where you can see that it hit and then just cracked. So Dang. Uh, mostly all on the pasture side. So she's still driving to work with it tomorrow. And then she'll get it. She, I think she's getting it fixed. We're, we're taking it in Monday. So, hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Not fun. I, I, I hate hail. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my hail story that I was gonna, I was talking to you about earlier. So the nothing to do with repair companies. Love it. They love it. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance companies, probably not so much. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was my hail story. And, um, there you go. Not Disney related at all, but we were talking about it pre-show. So I thought I'd, I, I told Cody I would share the rest of the story. So, so there it is. So I got nothing left to talk about tonight, Cody. Uh, me neither. I'm ready for bed. Cody's ready for bed. Let me I'll get this. Uh, started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were, you were, uh, let me get this out of the way and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, so our social media, if you are on Facebook, you can like us at talking Disney podcasts. If you're on Twitter at Talking Disney, you can follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. Email us with any questions, comments, concerns about this show, past shows, things you might like to see in the future. Talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com. And we do have a website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com, where I will post all the shows um, first. And then they'll start to, as we as we load them up, they'll start to appear on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeart. Uh, all those other places, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you do listen to a podcast service and we are not on there, let us know about it. And we'll try to get the show on there to make it uh, easier for you to find. Um, and I think that's all I got. Oh, I did want to quick thank you to uh, Jamie. You know who you are. Thanks for your Patreon contributions. Um, and if you do like the show and you do know about Patreon and you do want to contribute to the show uh we do it for free but there are some costs involved uh well we'll we'll always cover the cost if we have to but yeah if you do want to contribute for whatever reason you want to throw us a dollar or two whatever uh visit patreon.com backslash talking disney um and you'll be able to check out the page when we do when we do get quite a few of you if you do decide to contribute there's some special things what we can do you know patreon only uh things a podcast or maybe a, a zoom hangout or whatever it may be there there'll be some stuff that that uh, you will get as a bonus for your for your contributions but that's only if you want to no pressure cody doesn't even contribute <laughs> i contribute uh, my time there you go i'm just joking yeah yeah I'm, my my incredible radio voice yeah, if if you want to contribute, that's great. We appreciate it. If you don't, uh, doesn't hurt our feelings. We'll still do the show because we just like talking about Disney. So, um, 
I think that's all I got. Um, as I'm watching Cody yawn, we probably need to get out of here so he can tuck himself in. I tried to move myself, but you caught me anyway. <laughs> I can see you. They can't. So, uh, all it's right. Well, hopefully, uh, very pleasing face. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody liked it. They said yes. So. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all I have for tonight. Uh, hopefully, we will talk some more next week. Um, sometime next week. Um, I know I'll be I'll, I'll be out of town the first week of August on a vacation, so we'll we won't be recording that week. But uh, we'll try to get something out before I leave. Uh, our our thoughts on episode three and how they revive Im- Imagineering. So. All right, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, that's all I got. Let's uh, let's let's get Cody to bed. So, um, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, that's all I got. We will uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Missy. Uh huh. It's that time. Ah, uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-C-A. See you real soon. That's Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Be careful getting home.